Uh, good morning, and you've tuned in to Object to This, an Ace Attorney fancast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. Today we're going to explore some great themes, such as, who is Apollo's real dad? We have, after the news segment, <laughs> talks with Max Galactica. And at the 10 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Filch and ask him why he has Apollo's bracelet again. <laughs> it's a rare early morning episode of the podcast for us today. Yes, it is, Michelle. Drinking lots of coffee and eating carb-based items. Carb-based toasted breakfast foods. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got stuck on the idea of Pop-Tarts again. <laughs> it's been a hot topic among the community today. Cardboard-based breakfast foods. No, we're not going to eat anything during this podcast. We've done that before, but we appreciate you too much. <laughs> we, att- we appreciated those fraps more than we appreciated you that one time. Yeah, and those red vines that other time, but... We are going to drink coffee today. Let's talk about news. Today, traffic seems to be light flow. <laughs> traffic seems to be really dead set on conspiracy theories about one particular magician in the back of a blurry picture in the back of a studio. That's This has been traffic. Thank you, traffic. Thank you, traffic. Okay, but no, really. So we got a bunch of AA6 news, specifically the prosecutor. We got two two new characters. One is the prosecutor. He's got long flowing lavender hair and he wears all white and he's a monk, an eminent monk from Kurain and his name is Nayuda Sadmadhi. Or oh. Z, what were we doing? Z. We're doing Zer? Zem. Zem. Because they didn't confirm a gender. So, so their name. Because of the way j- the Japanese language goes, they have pronouns that are gender unidentified so while we have him and her pretty much only they have like this one that they're using for the prosecutor i believe um and since we don't have that we could say they or as canada came up with they have zem and zay which are like x y m as like their gender neutral pronouns and i really dig those so So, we can use those so we'll use them and i find them very difficult so (laughs) sorry ahead of time anyway so prosecutor Nayuta Sadmadhi. We've been calling... Da, we've been calling him Prosecutor Sadmad. S-A-D-M-A-D-H-I. So, Prosecutor Sadmad. Uh, somebody on the Tumblr, and of course I didn't think about checking who it was beforehand, did a very long, like, analysis of what's going on with this guy. Like, he's very calm and what his name translates to. <laughs> we immediately stopped using the pronoun replacement. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm also bad at it. I like it a lot, but I never do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, we're trying. I'll try harder. Or just say prosecutor sad mad every time instead of a pronoun. It's good, I dig it. Because he's he is, uh, so sad mad. So sad mad. So sad mad. Z is just, like, neutral face neutral in everything face, we see of it. Which Zem. was... Zem. Zem. <laughs> um, you could also just use they. Ah, that's true. Just use they. We'll it's try. the same. It's the okay. same kind of thought. Um... So the person on Tumblr was ex- was explaining like that if you look really closely, he's Zem Zagai. <laughs> so you've set up this lofty thing for us, and we can't meet it. Well, you know, I have lofty ideals about a lot of things in life. <laughs> Prosecutor Sandman has things on their their gloves and um, their characters, and I can't remember what the characters translate to. But wasn't one death? Possibly. But they, they went yeah. along in a, with a specific school of thought of Buddhism, and that this character seems v- very, like, low-key and very, like, intense, but blinked face. Very sad mad, if you will. So sad mad, yeah. So I I don't remember what the characters were either, but I think one was, it was like, 
death and destruction? Or one one was death slash destruction and one was something else, but like it was about the Dharma, right? The the yes. Buddhist reincarnation cycle. Um they are are hyper Buddhist. They're like I mean the Buddhistist. But yeah, go go look up a picture. I'm sure you guys have seen it by now, mm-hmm. but um if not core records. There's a little like the most distracting thing for me will be that 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 he's this, got a billowy forever floating. It's like a scarf, but like a flowy scarf that connects at the shoulders and goes above around the back of his head, and it like constantly flows in animation. This is like con- like pretty consistent with like Japanese gods and like angels. Almost every single like Japanese god or angel you're gonna see will have this like billowy flowy thing in their mythology. It's just very celestial looking. They just fucking have it all the yeah. time. Yeah, I think it also applies for um, some Indian deities too, which yes. is why I can't. I really can't figure out what they're trying to do with this prosecutor, Indian or Japanese or some sort of amalgamation of the two. Probably both because of the whole uh, journey to the West situation of the spreading of yeah. There's also religion. the also like sad mad like. Travel. He's a traveling prosecutor, which we is not like unique in Ace Attorney. Franzi at this point is a traveling prosecutor. Well, at this point, she works for Interpol. But yeah, but she travels. She does travel, and I think she works for Interpol still in her capacity as a prosecutor. She has not changed to a cop or anything. Yeah, that's true. It's just you know, Ace Attorney and lawyers are also like do all the cop work basically. Yes. So he travels around and like seeks vengeance on people, I guess, or like. He travels around to specifically handle cases that he finds insulting. I don't know. Um, Unclear at but this point. it's just the constant problem with Karain's country that I've been having, which is, are you fucking India or are you fucking Japan? I, like, I can't figure you out, Karain country. Because you thought it was, like, a lot of Tibetan. And then Tibet, yeah. So, I mean, like, what? Are you just all of the Buddhist countries slam-jammed into one? Like... And India's not a Buddhist-specific country, so it's just like, what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of Buddhism themes, though. Yeah. I mean, go on Tumblr and see if you can find that. There's, like, a breakdown of, like, of of the Dharma and, like, what he says, I believe, and, like, what his gloves say, so. And, like, a translation of his name based on the kanji. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But there's another character that we've seen. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's this, this, uh, it's probably a defendant. She's a short little girl with, um, bunny plum, ears. plum hair and bunny ears. And she she looks very much like a magician assistant, is what yeah. everyone's saying. Which, she, like, seems pretty accurate. Yeah. She's got kind of a costume on. The first shot, I believe, you see of her is in a magician's, like, green room kind of situation. Yeah, she's in that, like, in the dressing room of a show. You see pictures of Trucy and the gamma rays everywhere. In, the, like, the poster, the Trucy poster, Trucy confirmed poster, and um, a poster of the Gamma Rays in the background. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's probably, everyone has been thinking that she's going to be um, Trucy's assistant on stage, who then gets accused of murder. Yeah, there's some theories we got on that. Let me let me look at those real quick. Her name's Mimi, but they're going to change that for the English. They have to, because we have Eeny Meeny. Eeny Meeny and Mimi Meeny. Yeah. So. <laughs> they can't do this again. They can't do Mimi again. But in the Japanese, her name is Mimi. Yeah, so GP was, uh, GP said, uh, the bunny magician is a fan or friend of Trucy's and either her assistant or opening act because every magician needs a rabbit. Oh, um, 
Mimi also has some sprites that, like, match Trucy's sprites that we have seen. She does the hat thing. Like, yeah, well, she goes and, what she does is she goes and grabs her hat as if she was going to, like, tip it to someone. Tip it. It's a tiny top hat. It's a micro very, top it's hat. It's a very Lolita top <laughs> hat. But, um, you know, Trucy has, does the upside down, like, knock on her head. Yeah. With her hat. Um, but, like, you know, still it kind of mimics. Um, GP's other theory is fail, failed sword trick murder, where the mood matrix Famitsu scan shows Bunny Girl next to one of the magician's stabby boxes. So her guess is that they found a body in their body in there, or the person in the box vanished during the show and were found shanked to death somewhere else. It's hard to say with the mood matrix what is going to be accurate and what is not. Just because, remember that time when in Dual Destinies, uh, you had, um... Simon lying through his teeth. Well, there's that, but I mean, like, uh, the girl, Trucy's other friend, what was her name? No, um, thought Apollo was a demon, cursed Jinxie, girl. yeah. Jinxie, Jinxie yes. Okay. okay, so you saw, remember Jinxie's mood matrix was full of fucking actual monsters. Yeah. Con- like, real monsters. Ah, real monsters. <laughs> Our Nickelodeon's podcast. Because she Stay was... tuned for Ah, Real Monsters podcast at yeah. 8 o'clock. <laughs> Who knows whether that's true. Probably it's an accurate memory that she did use the sword box, but we don't know if that's when the murder occurred. Yeah, so, I mean... Moon Matrix confirmed. Confirmed. Sorry. It's okay. I wish I mean, they would fix it. No, Athena's back. We knew that the Moon Matrix would be no, back. No, I know we knew. But, yeah. like, I hope they fix it to be less shitty. It would be nice. Oh, they also... Did we ever talk about how they, they said that they're, for Ace Attorney 6, they're not going to do the thing they did in Dual Destinies where they manually lead you to every clue? They're going to go back to the old investigate the whole scene thing? Oh. Did we ever talk about that? I don't think we talked about it on air, but you did tell me about this. Yeah. They um they heard all of us bitching about how easy Dual Destinies was, and now they're going to be vindictive, I have to assume. So, I good? <laughs> good. At least, like, we're not having our hand held through investigations. There's a little bit more difficulty yeah. in it. We um, get more flavor text this way, because I think a lot of the complaints, and my complaint was, you can't just examine random shit anymore and hear what Phoenix has to say about it, or mm-hmm. Apollo. So we'll get more flavor text, and that's always good. Yeah. Uh, Mop-Up said that the the exclamation points are back in this game, but now they're badges. I don't I don't know where he saw this, in the scans or something like that, but I hope that's not true. Uh, I can kind of see them. It's covered by text. text, but you can see right there. That looks like an embellishment on the text. Maybe. To me. It's possible. So basically, I hope the I hope the oh shit bar stays and we don't get the oh shit points. Oh shit exclamation points. <laughs> oh shit exclamation points. Um, which would now be I badges. Would, yeah, I would rather not have that. I feel like they 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 learned from that mistake. Unless this is them being vindictive. Yeah, maybe. Ugh. Um. Also, I've mentioned this sort of before. There's a poster in the background on in this Mimi, in the Mimi scan that has like Trucy. For her act that we've seen before, this was in the back of the Athena announcement, was this Trucy poster. Mm-hmm. There's a person on the poster in a, in the Gamma Ray gear, but it's green. And so everyone is freaking out about that. I need you all to chill just a little. I need everyone to chill more than that. Because I saw someone who zoomed in, <laughs> so it was a giant picture of green blurry pixels, and their text was screaming, Oh my god, Apollo's dad confirmed. No. No. Oh my god, the theories. 
I don't know who the green gamma ray is. It might be Mr. Hat has a new outfit. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't think you guys understand how far you have to go into this picture in order to, like, because it's Mimi in the front, dressing room in the background. Trusie's poster takes up less than a third of the, the thing, and then this guy is the tiniest little thing that's about the size of her hat in the poster to the right. It's ridiculous how hard people are zooming into this to see this guy. If it is even a guy, if it is even a person in an outfit, it could just be some green shit in the background. If it's Polly the parrot, I'm a laugh. Like, if it's a parrot or something, I'm just gonna laugh at everyone. I don't think so. I mean, like, there's this thing behind Trucy here that looks like a face. It does look like a face. But, like... I also think people are zooming in in this other poster behind behind Valent. Yeah, there's a Gamma Ray poster, too, and behind Gallant, or behind uh, Valent, the green man is there, or the green woman. Or at least there is something kind of green. Yeah. So, who knows? Um, Greeny McRetcon is not important to me. I don't, like, if they're gonna put him in, and it's like, oh, Secret Apollo's dad was also the fourth member of the Gamma Rays. <laughs> what did I say? Sheon from Kingdom Hearts. Like, no, okay? I'm sorry, I remember, like, 30 episodes ago, me saying something like, I mean, Max Galactica probably just dyed his hair green. <laughs> yes. And, like, so, I mean, if Capcom, like, heard my garbage voice into the void, and were like, ah, yes, Max Galactica did dye his hair green to become a Korean pop star, but and back to the clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe my shitty theory before I believe that that is confirmed Apollo's dad. Yeah, our shitty theories. Mm, at least okay. not gonna retcon who's a member of the Gamma Rays. I, I want to see more people angry about this green person. Then I would rather that than 75 theories about who the green person is. At this point, too, I need you to all remember when Dual Destinies came out. Yeah. I need you to remember, we all freaked out over a picture of a man wearing <laughs> Apollo's bracelet that was not Apollo. Yeah. I need you to remember Capcom trolled us so hard. So hard. So hard. Making us think... That was Apollo's dad. Yes. For all we know, still could be Apollo's dad. Filch is not Apollo's dad. No, I mean, but like... Man, I believe that before I believe Green Man is confirmed Apollo's dad. <laughs> I would too. I'm going to be very upset. I just want everyone to know ahead of time, I'm going to be very upset if they retcon a fourth member of the Grammar Uh But everyone's really, really confused. Angie, was, uh, Angie said that uh, she's picturing Ron being Apollo's dad. Because she found the pages of Ron's concept art, and it's hilarious, and one is a dude with two eye patches on. <laughs> oh my god. Ron would. Ron would. Um, is Ron old enough to be Apollo's dad? Not that that's ever stopped us before. No. Not, oh, also, quick fun fact, uh, we fucked up all the ages last episode. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not sorry, because what? we were doing it off the cuff. And we were too lazy to look it up, so sorry we were trying to remember things and we were wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll repeat the ages correctly when we get, when we get there. We get to that segment. Um, so I'm not gonna look up Ron's age, and I'm not gonna speculate on Ron's age. I'm just gonna put it out there. He's not old I'd, enough. I'd be cool with Ron being Apollo's dad. It makes a lot of sense with Apollo's, like, latent, <laughs> nerdy, uh, passivity. I don't believe Desi had a kid, though. And his cords of steel. Because you'd have to remember that Desi would be... Apollo's mom. Mom, because there's no way Ron has been with anyone no. but Desi. Well, all the badassness that's concentrated in Desi had to counter all of Ron's nerdism, and that left us with Apollo, who attempts to be badass but cannot pull it off. 
when we meet Ron, he is 23. Okay. Which is, when we meet Apollo, as you recall, he's 22. That's like a seven-year difference, right? Eight yes, because Ron's in the third one, so it's a seven-year. Uh, so no, he can't. So no, he's not old enough. Unless he was getting his dick wet real young. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he knew Desi that long. Well, and also confirmed Thalassa is Apollo's mother. Yes. That is canon confirmed. So yes. it, it can't be. No. Would it be hilarious? Maybe he's his uncle. <laughs> I'd be okay with Uncle Uncle Master Mask. Uncle Master Mask. That'd be a good time. Auntie Desi, please, please, the cops. I've been honest for six miles. Just pull over. Death first. Death first. Witness me. Okay, so, um, uh, more news. Hold on. Let me just get this out of the way real quick. Uh, they're doing Capcom live concerts. Which is just, like, orchestrated, Capcom, oh, everything. Oh, wait, sorry, correction. I oh. read something saying it was mop-up. It was, it was, uh, Angie. Angie said what? Uh, the exclamation points. Oh, oh, she exclamation points? Yeah. I hope not, Angie. Uh, so, Capcom Live Concerts. Oh, yes. Um, worldwide orchestrated Capcom so- uh, soundtrack songs, various Capcom games. Ace Attorney it will be part of the Capcom Live Concert. They're coming to the U.S., they're going to China. It kicks off in China. First Western concert will be in Boston in April. Um, go to the official Capcom Live site, capcomlive.com, uh, if you want to go. Yeah. Also, if you want to see all these fun pictures of Famitsu scans, go to court records, court-records.net, court-records-net.tumblr.com. Or if you want to see all of the new... GS6 stuff, go to the GS6 website. I don't know what that URL is. Mm, good luck. <laughs> it's Japanese and shit. I don't know. Okay. When you first pulled up the uh, CapcomLive.com, it was all Silent Hill, and I was just like, mm. No, Resident Evil. Sorry, Resident Evil. Silent Hill's Konami. Sorry. <laughs> Those are words. Yeah, I mean, it's the Capcom Live is going to be a lot of Capcom games, so you're you if you go... Just to hear Turnabout Sisters orchestrated, you're gonna have to suffer through a lot of Mega Man. No, that is for real. You're gonna have to suffer through 35 years of Mega Man. Okay, so they only have three confirmed concerts, Shanghai, Beijing, and Boston. I'm sure they'll, like, release more as they come. Yeah, they'll add more. It'd be a shitty concert tour. That whole orchestra would have to practice for so long just to go to three places. (laughs) Yeah, um, so let's see. I'm trying to see if anybody else emailed us something... (laughs) <laughs> they don't even have pictures of Devil May Cry. They just have the logo for <laughs> Devil May Cry. It's got a rotating Capcom Games thing, and it's, like, usually pictures of the characters and shit, like, dramatic moments, oh, like, Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter, like, and and then it just comes up really huge Devil May Cry. Well, no one wants to look at Dante. Let's be real here. I don't want to look at this Mega Man. <laughs> no, Pixel that <laughs> Pixel Mega Man? Anyway... Um, if you're into orchestrated concerts and you live in Shanghai, Boston, or Beijing right now, get it. Um, so I'm just, I'm remembering through some, some emails that we got or whatever. GP thinks the prosecutor lost someone close to them, like maybe a little sister is her guess, and that's why they're so deep in belief that the guilty verdicts puts the soul to rest. So that's like another thing that he's about, uh, Prosecutor McSad. Yeah. That, they, they are about- prosecutor McSad. <laughs> Sad bad. Uh, yeah, the that declaring somebody guilty puts the soul to rest, which tracks with the whole 
magic dancing pool shows the last <laughs> moments of somebody's life. Um, GP says the Green Magician could turn out to be Apollo's dad, but dislikes the theory because his dad is clearly Max and Green just isn't his color. So she thinks that Max did not become a K-pop star. Uh-huh. Um, th- that they're probably just a magician with no blood relation. Possible. Possible. It's also possible that Valent changes his outfit and he goes away from the the gamma ray look, you know? It's possible. Or changes the color. Like, stays with the look but changes the color. It's possible. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's Master Mask. Maybe Master Mask joins the gamma rays. They're doing, like, new gamma ray. They're doing... Gamma Ray X other magicians on tour. Yeah, because maybe maybe someone came up to him and was like, "Can you guys stop making blueprints to rob places? <laughs> it's a bad. It's like a bad idea." Can you just do um, magic? Failed sword murder trick. Said about the favorite theory that GP has is the reason Phoenix left Japanifornia is because he's investigating the judicial corruption in the Kingdom of Korean because he has a feeling their religious ties to guilty verdicts is a huge cover up for Kingdom One corruption. This is, of course, crushes the prosecution, which is just, like, more theories on why Phoenix is even there. I like this theory, but there's a lot of issues with it. Particularly, the issue is, why is Phoenix investigating? Because Miles is busy. Yeah, oh no, but I mean, like, Franzi's part of Interpol. Because they want Phoenix Phoenix doesn't actually give a shit about other things. Like, no... But other countries. Maybe he, maybe, I think maybe he's trying to collect another magical young adult. I mean, that is sound, <laughs> but it's, um, he would only be investigating the Kingdom of Korain if something related to Maya happened. Like, Phoenix doesn't do things. Yeah. He does, in, he cares about his own country, the jury system, and he'll do things, he'll go to great lengths to do something for that, and he cares about the people in his life, but he doesn't give a shit about, like, fixing the world. He's never given an indication about that. Yeah, all he's cared about is fixing the system from the dark age of the law. Yeah. And that got fixed. Which is, like, kind of... Mostly. Kind of related is because it's, like, his own legal system, and also he started the dark age of the law. So it was really a phoenix, like, oh shit, gotta clean up my own mess now. Yeah. Last theory on A6 we got was still GP. Uh, the prosecutor's probably a dude, but really hoping not. Because she just wants another female prosecutor. It would be nice. Um, it would be nice for it'd be nice for us. But I'm upset with Ace Attorney lately for the plot twist being a woman. Yeah. Like I, so I don't want this to again be a plot twist where it's like, oh, you're a woman. Because I'm playing PL versus AA right now, and let me tell you, it's been like five <gasps> a woman plot twists, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate, I hate it. They tried that with Robin Newman, and it didn't work on. Yeah, me. it started. Robin Newman kicked it off, and then now everything in Ace Attorney has been like, "Oh, good lord, you are a woman." So I'm upset about that, and I don't want it to happen again to the prosecutor. Yeah, I mean, I, Ace Attorney in general, I don't know why you won't let like your woman be cool like Mia. Like, remember when you had Mia? That was cool, and she was a strong, independent woman who who needed no man because her <laughs> man was in a coma. Because <laughs> he was in a coma. I mean, Athena is cool, but, like, not... She's... She has issues, which is fine. I love a flawed character like that, you know? Athena, for me, suffers from being 16. Or... Yes, absolutely. Right, she's 16. 18. 18. She acts like she's 16, but she suffers from being a teenager. Yes. yes. At the core of it, she suffers from being a teenager, which is fine. I, d- I, like, I like that in my sidekick. 
I don't like that in my attorney. Yeah. I like my attorney flawed, and I like my attorney to be on the same page I am, which is I don't know where I'm flying on the seat of my pants. But, um... And I mean, Athena's... A lot of Athena's plot is about her displaying weakness. Because it gives her a chance to grow. Yeah, but you would never have a Mia plot surrounding Mia and weakness. Does that make sense? Because that's just not how yeah, we Mia had, works. Yeah, we had a Mia's first case situation, which was, like... She was nervous. She was nervous, and she, like, almost gave up because she didn't know what to do. Yeah. She got help. But, like, I'm used to that Ace Attorney formula. Yeah. Nervous, almost give up, gets help, comes back, makes a And is a badass, yeah. it's that was I guess that was just a confidence thing, whereas Athena's is a PTSD thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's different. But, I don't know. Yeah, I would like more... I would like more badass women, and I would like those badass women to be in it and not off-screen like Franzi. Like, yeah. But that's it for uh, A6 News. Yeah. Which was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, let's, should we take a moment for a word from our sponsors? A word from our sponsors. Fresh our cups of coffee? Yes. All right. Thanks for tuning in for our afternoon segment. I'm Stephanie, wondering if the Great Nine Tails Fox and Apollo are actually related. They both have the same set of abs. <laughs> I'm Michelle. Later we talk to Phoenix Wright about why he's lying to his children for dumb reasons. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> um, in other news, last last program we had a an interesting theory of what if Phoenix was dead, dying, or in a fever coma. And it fucked a lot of people up. Congratulations, Stephanie. Thank you. I feel personally very proud of this. <laughs> so, some people, a lot of people were just like, that shit was not cool. Why did you do that? <laughs> uh, because cause you have to suffer with me. That's why. Um, so Mop Up said a couple of things, which was... Uh, which was a nice point that the Phoenix Phoenix in a coma theory makes the game Apollo Justice and Trauma Center under the knife possible. Oh yeah, it makes your oh your favorite crossover. My favorite crossover. <laughs> that shitty fanfic I read that one time. Not shitty. I don't know if it's shitty. That was when that was when Don't Tell Jesse is don't the name of that Jesse. episode. We read a Ace Attorney Trauma Center crossover fanfic. Which was just like a preview for a game. <laughs> yeah, it was a trailer. It was great. It was a good <laughs> so, time. And so, like, that makes it possible. Um, uh, so, but if you if you add, like, onto Dual Destinies, remember how we were, like, talking about how Dual Destinies would fit in? Yep. The monstrous turnabout is Apollo and Athena talking about Japanese pro wrestling in Phoenix's room, and someone left the Home Shopping Network TV on selling awful French perfume. <laughs> That's where that, ca- that, that case came yeah. from. Turnabout Academy is, uh, is... Junie visits her grandma and tells her about school gossip, the school gossip column, while Apollo and Athena flip TV channels between university lectures and a shoujo anime. <laughs> yeah, no, that tracks. University <laughs> lectures is pretty good. And C-SPAN for the de- the mock trial debate. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. The Cosmic Turnabout and Turnabout Reclaimed are Discovery Channel and SeaWorld documentary, respectively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that was, that was it to add on to it, but, um, I really like that theory. I was talking to my friend Chris, who, who I've previously mentioned, likes the manga that I think is a yeah. disgrace to the Ace Attorney universe. Tris, Chris is our resident Ace Attorney fan who is completely untrustworthy in his opinion of everything. Yes. We interviewed him one time on the show. Um, Did we? Yeah. Oh, him and his girlfriend. Yeah. So if you... I don't know what episode that I was. I have no idea. It was one of the ASN episodes, but yeah. So Chris is our resident, has a bad opinion, Ace Attorney fan. I'm still friends with him and everything. Yeah. But he he doesn't listen, so I can talk he's, shit about he's him. He's just wrong. He's just wrong. Like, the manga. So I argued with him the other night for like, oh, I don't know, three hours over text. <laughs> About he's he's a Maya Phoenix shipper and uh and as you all know I'm a a Miles Edge a, a Miles Edge, edge shipper. <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> a Miles Edge shipper. I ship him with himself. Boy, he is so lonely. Put him in a box and take that box closed and send him off to himself. <laughs> Phoenix Edgeworth shipper. <laughs> So we were arguing, and I was just giving him point after point after point of just, like, not even deep cuts, just, like, why does, like, official art stuff, like, why does Miles have a tiny picture of Phoenix getting out of the shower <laughs> while making a chocolate statue of Phoenix? <laughs> you know, things like that. And he just, just tells me I'm wrong. So I mentioned to him my theory of Phoenix, Phoenix is dying slash dead, and he he got really mad, and he's like, no, he's not dead. What if he's just a fucking superhero? And I'm like, okay, but listen. And he's just like, no. So he doesn't like it. I do remember having conflict because he he was like, Phoenix is a super manly man. And I was like, mm, which time that he got slapped into unconsciousness, unconsciousness by an eight-year-old constitutes how manly man he is. <laughs> Or uh, how or, tough or superhero-powered he is. When he gets, him and Maya get tased at the same time, and Maya gets tased after him and wakes up before him, yep. I believe. Yep, same amount of tasing. Same number of volts. <laughs> Too many. Too many volts. Yep. Um, so, so that's, so, you know, that's all. Um, and then when we finally got around to asking this really hard-hitting question for you all about the, the edgy gap... Where'd Edgy go between games one and two? You guys have thought about that. Yes, thank you, because I can't, I still have no idea, so I'm glad somebody else has thought about it. Um, so I guess the correction on the ages here, so Simon is, Simon Blackwell is seven years younger than Miles. He's the same age as Maya and Franzi. Okay. He was in jail for seven years, convicted at 21, released at 28. So he'd be 17 when Miles Edwards chooses death at 24. Okay. And then... In Dual Destinies, Miles and Nick are both 35. So we fucked up because we were too lazy to look it up. So that's, now we're operating on the correct number age. Okay. He's 17. They're all 17 at 20, when they're at 24, when, My, when Miles is like, ah, peace. Peace. Peace out. Um, thanks, Lester Lily, for the, the polite correction. <laughs> we do like polite corrections. Um, so, uh, email Rachel. Ace clone suggested that Von Karma was using Edgeworth the entire time when he raised him. Von Karma, oh wait, I probably should have read this before I started talking. <laughs> Von Karma didn't hate him because of not being perfect, as Edgeworth was disposable all the time. But trying to be made perfect made it even worse. Yeah, I think that Edgeworth might have gone to see his family's graves when he left, and went through some supreme philosophical contemplation. Also, K may kicked off his development. 
Because I don't think that fits timeline-wise. But He meets Kay when he's Bratworth. Yes. But, like, he knew her and then never saw her again until investigations. Yeah. So, unless he forgot <laughs> in this interim time. Maybe. And, I mean, Kay have, could have kicked off his um, formation of self-identity independent of Von Karma. Possibly. I think you're right about that, because he would have met her around the time that he started, I guess, independently thinking. <laughs> or at least not living in the Von Karma household anymore. Yeah. Which I think is a big step towards him getting better, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he still had Franzi smacking him and following him yeah. around. But... Yeah, but he was about to have his first trial, and he would have then moved to Japanifornia, and we know Von Karma, like is based overseas, at least, because yeah. he comes back from overseas to fuck Edgeworth up. Yep. So I think, like, if he's... If it's Von Karma shows up for his first trial to set everything up and watch it, is, like, A+. plus. I mean, you're not capable of A+, plus Miles, but, you know, B-, minus the closest <laughs> thing you can get to an A+, plus Miles, and then he's like, peace, I'm out to Germany later, I'm taking Franzi with me. And then Miles starts to, you know, like, have his career independent of Von Karma in Japanifornia. Yeah. Um, which I think is what exactly email Rachel is saying. Because, okay, yeah. Because uh, maybe maybe Edgeworth saw himself in, in Kay, like, a little bit. Yeah. Because Her daddy just died. Dead daddy syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and he saw idealism wasn't crushed by someone else, Manfred. Yeah. And also he could finally be free of the Von Karma's chain of perfection. Yeah. He could be his own person. So exactly mm -hmm. what you said. Yeah. So you guys are on the same page. Yes. Nice. Email Rachel, still ace clone. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it good. Keeping it good. She also wishes that Papa Edgy left a diary for his son. Edgeworth needs some guidance. I would love a diary. Yeah. Man. She's like, maybe I'm making this up, but like, it seems kind of logical. I would, I would love if he had found his dad's old diary or something. What I would like is either dad's old diary and he like, the diary has a bunch of like noteworthy locations or something and he goes to them and reads the passages or whatever. Anyway, like diary quest or um, solves, like investigates and solves his mother's murder. <laughs> Kate Beckett style. <laughs> Um, either, either of those is what I would love. So anyway, Diary Theory, A+, plus, I love it. Or at least Avant Karma A+, plus, which is a B-. minus. <laughs> no, A+. Plus. B+, plus, ch check plus. Can you get, a, like, one of those shitty, shitty check, check minus? Only if it's a check plus with a, a scented sticker. With a, with a scratch and with stiff. With a scratch and stiff? Yeah. But is it a shitty scent? Because Avant Karma would not give him a good one. He I said those for Franzi. Uh, It'd be like black licorice. See, I was thinking like that that strawberry, but it's the fruit is not a it's like a, a scratch uh, and sniff banana, but it smells like strawberry, but it's like a pretty good strawberry flavor, <laughs> but like that's not banana it's a banana. Why does it smell like strawberry? <laughs> that's that's the kind of perfection. Yeah. The <laughs> fucked up perspective perfection yeah. of the von Karma. So at least I mean Franzi gets the scratch and sniff stickers that are not a recall set because all the flavors are wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so Gendy Gendy has some, uh, which is Edward. What caused Edward to perform such a massive character development? He's got a few options. He spent the those those months in a country with a more sensible court system and realized Japanifornia is so messed up that whether people hate him or not, they need an honest prosecutor to fight for the truth. Uh, two is. He spent those months among his people. I don't know who his people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Attending convention after convention, face concealing samurai steel samurai costume, which helped him to be his true self. Oh my god. Um, I I don't 
think I've been to conventions. And I don't think that that would be more life-changing than meeting the actor who plays your favorite character in your favorite show, which he did. Which was disappointing for him, I yes, think. Yes, I think it was disappointing for him. <laughs> um, he spent those months in London locked in an intense duel of logic, puzzles, and tea with Professor Layden, whose sage wisdom forever changed Miles' life. And if all else fails, Gendy hopes the anime will take care of this issue for us. Man, if the anime does it, I am on board. Um, I like the Leighton theory. As we know, though, Leighton's a bad dad. Um, yes. Please see the Leighton lowdowns in re-bad dadness. Um, Leighton's a terrible dad. So he would, like, if if this is going to work out for Edgeworth, he has to have tea and conversation with Leighton as a peer or as a um, professor-student relationship because he can't, he cannot see Leighton as a father figure the minute he does, Leighton becomes immediately the worst fucking person ever. From what I know of Leighton, And I know yeah. everyone is crying Luke right now, but, like, Sorry. Luke is Luke is still an apprentice student relationship, like apprentice teacher relationship. Flora's the only father like father relationship we have for him. And you got you have to remember, Luke is a potato. Luke is a potato, yeah. He's not a person, he's a potato. So And it's honestly harder I'm not I mean, this is Leighton kind of getting into Leighton Spoiler Town, I'm not gonna do too much. Luke was so fucked up when Leighton found him, it's really hard to go worse on that. Like, of course he's gonna see improvement, because it's hard to make it worse from where that kid was. Anyway, um, I'm down. I'm down with Leighton, with those caveats. I'm down with, please fix it, the anime. Please fix it, the anime. (laughs) I also don't think that him seeing other people's court systems are better than Japanifornia would have been enough to change him. But, like, that's a nice thought. I think it would help construct the jury system or at least the new version of the jury system because the the version of the jury system that we for sort of finalize is not the united states jury system right it's a new it's like a completely different version so i can imagine he would tour around and 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 be lost and emotionally broken but like go witness things and then later when when him and hobo are talking about reinstating the jury system, he could sketch out a really good plan based on all those places he went when he was sad. <laughs> I'd buy that. Yeah. I'd buy that. But I don't think that fixed it, you know? I think that's just useful stuff. Okay, so Mop Up uh, says, Since Gumshoe was still in Japanifornia, he's certain that he went out of the country to go on vacation for the first time since he joined the Von Karmas after DL6 stuff. So, left the country. Yeah. Mainly because Manfred would allow his kids to take a break for fo- prosecuting for Absolutely. 15 years straight. Absolutely. Even if Manfred himself went on a vacation, <laughs> in air well, quotes. to be fair, he went on his vacation when Miles was eight and and Franzi was three? Yeah, you know, to take care of his bullet in his chest. Yeah. But just to, like, heal enough so he could pretend he didn't have a bullet yeah. in his chest. Yeah, don't shoulder. quote me on those ages. But, yeah, like, they were children. They don't, they hardly remember. And the vacation was surgery and, reco- and like, rehab. Rehab. <laughs> Mop Up believes that Manfred would have put, like, shocking dog collars on them that buzzed them twice a day <laughs> while he was on vacation just to keep them perfect. <laughs> oh, it's probably true. Uh, okay, so when Edgeworth actually went on his adult vacation, he just mellowed out. Hopefully he met a young Simon Blackwell because there's only one other person that Edgy knows in the entire world that isn't doing... Stuff in Justice for All, 
Oh, sorry. I don't know why that's in quotes, but doing stuff in Justice for All and his name is Larry Butts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't go on vacation with Larry. I yeah. mean, it would be a real, like, weekend at Bernie's and we, nobody wants that. No. Can anyone even see Edgeworth in a weekend at Bernie's situation? <laughs> I don't think so. So he took a vacation in a chill pill, hanging out with, with Simon or Larry. Doubtful it's Larry. <laughs> Um, the only other option is that he pieced out from backpacking in Europe, and by backpacking he means touring, winning, whining and dining his way through Europe and staying at five-star hotels with his ten-piece luggage, where then there is an inserted picture from Mop-Up of a woman with a, sitting on a giant wheel, like, wheelie <laughs> luggage thing, and it's like, like this one, except it's filled with perfectly folded cravats. <laughs> uh, okay, so Edgeworth actually, like, according to court records, is gone for a whole year plus a month. Okay. It's more than three months. Okay. So even though he's probably angsted himself to be a wonderful person, I can believe that after that would happen after a year of being abroad. Mainly because he seems like the kind of person who would be better alone with time, since he's not the kind of person to open up to others about his unnecessary feelings. And if he's learned all those European grape juices from, <laughs> if he's if he yeah, so if he drinks all that grape juice, I'm sure he'll work work it out and loosen up. Alternatively, he could have met Gav the a Gavin brother while in Germany. But he doesn't think either of them mention him. I don't. Way or form. I don't think the Gavin brothers would help. I can't imagine. I can't imagine they would help the situation unless Edgeworth was in Germany, super drunk, and met <laughs> and met um, Clavier, and they rocked out because Edgeworth can can play. What is what instruments can he play? The f- okay, wait, no. Because the art- this is this is confusing because in in the he plays in canon. I think he plays the flute. And that's the only thing he can play. Yeah. At, but the official art has him playing a myriad of instruments, including, but like. An this, upright bass. An upright bass, which, yeah. Which is why someone cropped it and was just like, fake until you make it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but in, I think in Investigations 1, he says, I can't. Okay, he says, ah, oh, the guitar, like, or something, like a guitar, yeah. can you play it? He's like, I can only play the flute. Yeah. Like, I don't think he could play the piano. I don't think. So, like, so. So I think, like, he was like, like, Clavier was, like, there playing his guitar, and he's like, I can only play the flute. And he's like, have you heard of this band called Jeff MGMT? Jethro Or Jethro Tull? <laughs> <laughs> and he's really drunk, and they start jam banding. Oh, my God. That would be a good time for me. I don't know if that would change Edward's life. I don't think life. that would change his life. <laughs> I like the... I, I'm conflicted with the wine and dine through Europe theory, because I don't think that's substantial enough to change him. I think he would mellow out, but I don't think he would be changed either. Yeah. And I mean, like, he, as, as, as Jenna Dark Knight's gonna talk about, the change in Edgeworth started long before the, the chooses death. But the, the progress of the change, in like my head, it's a very slow burn up until chooses death, and then it all happens off screen, the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Like, he gets about 30%. And it takes a long time to get him to 30%. And then he goes, chooses death, and he's at a, he comes home 100%. So it's, I don't think that wine. drunk jam band sessions, wine and dine through Europe are going to take him to 100. No. Or at least increase the rate of change to get us to 100 in that amount of time. I think this is something he would have done, though, at a point. I think maybe he left for a while and was really confused and, like, wined and dined for a little bit yeah. from Jam Band and then, like, moved on to something else. Yeah, I can buy that. If, it, if, if you're wasting a year... If it's a year a year and a month, we have 13 months of this, then, like, 
yeah, I could buy him doing all this garbage, uh, where we previously thought it was three months. Yeah, and I could buy him thinking, like, I need a vacation, I need to, some, I need something to make me happy, and trying to wine and dine, and still being, I mean, like, to, to use a, a hardcore cliche, feeling empty inside. <laughs> so, he has to keep looking. Yeah. Do you want me to get into Jenna Dark Knight? Yeah, get into Jenna. Jenna Dark Knight has some feelings and thoughts about this. I haven't read all of this, so bear with me because it's long, but I'm going to read it because she she's eloquent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, like a reminder once again, the boys are 24 in AA, 25 in Justice for All, and 26 in, in trials, trials and Tribulations. So... You are one, the meatest murder, fell right after Nick got disbarded, so Blackwell would have been 21 at the time, making him, you know, in between the prodigy scale. Given that given that, that was right, the later part of the year for Trials and Tribulations happening, basically he would have been about 19 when Edgy found himself on a quest. So now I'm getting different numbers from our listeners. Okay, I mean, well, like, whatever the ages are, Simon Blackwell is late teens. Yes. At this time. So it's viable, but unlikely he would have helped through the time period, though... Apparently barreled through law school at the speed of Apollo. Alright, as to what actually happened with Edgeworth, some seeds for transformation were already seen, starting in the Will Powers case. Now, this is going to get super nitpicky, so she is apologizing, but this is kind of what she does with her time. <laughs> she's she's also... We're, we're proud of Jen Darknick. She's doing paralegal training now. Aww. So she's being professionally nitpicky. So if you go case by case, there's a subtle arc. Alright, so starting with case one and two, we get introduced to demon prosecutor, Miles Edgeworth. He's smug, has all the advantages, and seems to anticipate any potential holes in this case. He has redone autopsy reports, which is sketchy, but he might have noticed the discrepancy between his own theory and the initial autopsy and asked for a more detailed analysis. So not that he's cheating, yeah, but he's I mean, being an ass about it. This is it. the back part of that controversial, does Miles Edgeworth forge evidence discussion, but yeah. well, we won't rehash that. It is, it was we got a lot of conflicted opinions about that, though. So. Yeah. And he is more than willing to coach a witness to edit out bits of his testimony. While none of it is to straight-up forgery levels of Von Karma, it's pretty clear he's willing to bend the rules pretty far to win. Absolutely. Nick basically gets through the case by the skin of his teeth, mostly due to Mia's timely intervention with the list of Black Veil victims. <laughs> Absolutely. As Edgeworth almost got... <laughs> Mia foreshadows herself to say, turn the receipt over, you idiot. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. The Black Veil victim list is not the same document, but she has to foreshadow herself because Phoenix is fucking up so bad. <laughs> Oh, uh, good times, Gabe. What? <laughs> As Edgeworth almost got a third day, a third day extension, which would have killed Nick's case. Um, okay, so that loss massively upsets him, as, as evidence in your initial dialogue with Gumshoe one through three, and mostly his behavior doesn't seem to change until you get to cross-examining D. Vasquez. Nick's on the ropes and has nothing to keep Vasquez as a witness, and the judge is about to dismiss her, and Edge and he jumps in. He doesn't um, really seem to know why himself. He's off balance at the action and kind of fumbles through his objection. The first time he seems he seemed as anything less than put together and composed that we've mm-hmm. seen. So though you believe Gumshoe, he's been off balance the whole time. So Gumshoe's like, man, Prosecutor Edgeworth is like really weird man, right you now. You fucked him up. You fucked yeah. him up now. <laughs> and like you're you're like Dee Vasquez. I need I need something. I need something because I'm Nick and I need something. I need something. And the, like all right, he's leaving and then. Edgeworth objects, and he's like, why am I even doing this? What am this? I doing? Yeah. 
Why did I say that? <sighs> so he helps you keep the case limping on until the not guilty verdict comes through. And while he seems displeased, it is another loss after all, he doesn't really seem to know what to do with the fact that he was helping you out or even why. Yeah. That's where we often get the misinterpreted saddle with unnecessary feelings line, but I never felt there was anything more to it. So Jenna thinks, like, you've saddled me with all these unnecessary feelings being not that, like, you you fucked up my life because I love you. You fucked up my life because now I'm doubting myself as a prosecutor. And I'm why doing, am I helping you? <laughs> and I'm doing things differently. Yeah. He's deeply upset about what happened and doesn't know what to do. He's been trained to win under any circumstance, and the loss means a potential criminal walks free. They never knew if a defendant is guilty or not, so better to lock them away. A few innocents is worth keeping the criminal bar- criminals behind bars, which is in direct contradiction to me as we, ne- we, ne- we never know if our clients are guilty or not, but we have to believe in them since no one else will speak to the end of 1-1, the last thing she says to Phoenix on screen alive. Yeah. Um, some theories on that too, but for another time. Yeah, I mean, it's... Guilty until proven innocent, or innocent until proven guilty, yes. are the two approaches. Yes. So yet, now he just flew into the face of that and kept at it, even when he had his case all wrapped up. The action had him had to be upsetting to his equilibrium, since we can assume Von Karma's been harder on him than he has himself the whole this whole time. Um, he's uncertain and doesn't know what to do with anything of this, because the court is no longer as clear-cut as he thought. The only thing I... Problem... With this this beginning chunk that Dennis sent us, that only problem I have with that is that um, he believes walk, locking away a few innocents is worth keeping the criminals behind bars. I don't know if he cares about that. Von Karma only cares about winning. Yes, only cares about Von Karma only cares about winning. I think Edgeworth has justified it in his mind this way. Like, I, I buy it because Von Karma's like, I don't give a shit, we're gonna win. And Edgeworth goes, well... If I have to win because I my horrifying mentor is going to make me, then I'm going to justify it by saying, I don't know if these fucks are lying. They're probably dangerous if they got arrested, so we'll lock them up to keep the world safe. He never says this. No. Granted, we don't know. This is but... all speculation, sure. I, I just were... What I'm thinking is, and like, granted, like, it's it's been a long time since I played through one, mm-hmm. so like... The, the the miles I've just played recently in Dual Destinies is very different from the miles you meet. But, like, I don't... I don't remember his stances very well when you first meet him, other than I have to win. But, like, I don't... Because part of him never leaves with the Gregory thing, so I, I still think there's some, like, Gregory defense attorney aspects happening. Yeah. But maybe that he's they're just squished currently. Squished. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to continue. Okay, so case 1-4 is where everything falls apart for Edgeworth. Everything seems to drag him back to the mess of DL-9. Something he never recovered from, as evidenced by the traumatic nightmares he still deals with and his own concerns from having possibly killed Dad. <sighs> he didn't want any- DL-9? Yeah, it's, it's, she says got done 9, but that's 6, right? I think it's 6. But, you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. Yeah. He doesn't want a defense S- attorney- DL-9, SL-9. DL-6, SL-9. Those are very- Yes. Easily fucking letter, letter numbers. Sorry. You are one. <laughs> Which one's SL9? SL9 is the Lana case. The Lana case. Okay. The, the, uh, Joe Dark, Joe Dark killing, killing is the SL9. Okay. Uh, so he doesn't want a defense, so DL6, he doesn't want a defense attorney and Nick's shoving his nose into things like he always does and Edgeworth doesn't want it. It's bad enough He's behind bars, and for one murder, he's sure he didn't commit. His mentor, the one with the 40-year win streak, who has never weighed over in his perfection like Edgeworth has it, it taking it. 
He has no chance. And yet, despite the harrowing trial, it's proven he did neither. So, like, now Edgeworth is put into a situation where he doesn't want Phoenix to, to meddle. He's sure he didn't kill his... Kill this... He sure he didn't commit this murder, but Manfred's gonna fucking prosecute him. Oh, anyway. yeah. Yeah. It's a bad time for him. Which is a weird situation if his entire, like, his prosecuting style has been put them away. Mm-hmm. Be, I mean, be perfect, but now he's in a situation where he is an innocent defendant. And perfect Mon- McPerfect is gonna put him behind bars even though he's an innocent defendant. But this is him killing his dad, right? Well, first it's him killing, um, that other guy. Forgot his name. Can see his face. Wavy hair. Uh, do you Yanni remember? No. no. Yanni is alive still. Right. Um, I think his name was, like, R something. He was the other... Oh. Hammer? No. Not Hammer. What no. the... Oh, Hammond. Robert Hammond. I, that's... I was trying to picture yeah. it. So, the first, in that case, the first person murdered is Robert Hammond. And he, so, Edrith is on trial for the murder of Robert Hammond. And then after mm. you prove him innocent for that, he's like, wait, I fucked, I fucking killed my dad, I know, because I have nightmares. And then you're like, what the, Jesus Christ, the statute of limitations is up tomorrow. How, how can you do this to me? And then you can't have a break. You have to do it. So. Oh, uh, so, okay. So, yeah, Robert Hammond. Hammond. So, as we get into case, so, yeah, so Edgeworth is still unbalanced at yeah. this point. So we get into case 1-5, and he doesn't seem to have compl- entirely come to terms with what happened or where he stands in court. Clearly, von Kammer methods are not something he can follow, but they're what he has, so he keeps at it. Lana's arrested. Someone else he thought was looking out for him seems to unsettle him further. Yeah. He gets surprised by Star's gra- gasps at intestines. He gets surprised by Star's ga- gaps in testimony, and while it's pretty clear sending Meekins with vital evidence was probably on purpose <laughs> to excuse Edgeworth from the investigation, he clearly loses his temper, which isn't something we've seen a whole lot of. Mm-hmm. A lot of his dialogue seems to carry the tone of a man deeply unsure of what his place is, his place is anymore and whether or not he can trust his own instinct on things. He's very concerned with, fa- with falling to the same kind of corruption of Gant and Von Karma and... No, uh, but, but, uh, did and none of the words offered not even Lana's really seemed to sway him on that I imagine his workload which is probably fairly extensive given the limited number of prosecutors we see and the active dickery from the police department yeah. and the implied problems with the prosecutional inquisition, inquisition committee he probably never got to the space to sort things out allow that time to get in perspective on things yeah so the whole prosecutor Miles Edward Tuse's death was unnecessarily dramatic, but for a man clearly struggling with everything, it was a way to get him it was a way to get him away from the situation to think about think about and get things sorted. I always assumed that given his basic inclinations are to help and seek the truth, as we've seen on multiple occasions in his actions on one three and one five, and assisting on accusing himself of his father's murder. Also his general acts of kindness, like covering Maya's bail and going out of his way to pass information and gifts onto Emma while her sister's uh, her sister's in jail in 1-5. Given the time to, as space to mull things over without the demands of work, he probably got things sorted. It probably was less of a moment of realization and more of a gradual one where he worked out his new philosophy and how he was going to use his training to to pursue more ethical approach to law, and it took him a better part of a year to piece it together. He was probably also aware that there would have been a notable fallout from the way he left. Franzi was equally mad about the whole thing, and she's not exactly the sort to keep that to herself, so she imagined that, um that she at least bullied Gumshoe into giving her something. Yeah. 
Uh, hence, no reaction from Nick, which is what he was expecting. So, not an actual theory, but just, like, he he took a year off to sit around and think. But, like, this is a very, very thorough breakdown of how it happened. Yes. So, her argument is it wasn't a, okay, I'm gonna die, bye, come yeah. back, yeah. JK. I mean, like, of course it wasn't that, but, like, I just want to know where he ran to, though. If he's gonna sit around and think, where? Like, he can't go back to the Von Karma house and sit around and think. No. Unless he did. No, he couldn't I don't have. think he could have. I Von don't... Karma's in jail. Manfred is in jail. Well, there's... Franzi probably still lives at the manor at that point. Probably. I don't know where she... I mean, she's doing Interpol now. I don't know if she has a home base anymore, but, like, at that point... Is she doing Interpol? No, not she's not yet. She's not still then. a prosecutor. Or she's still... Now DD time yes. is oh, what DD I meant. Time. Like, at that time, she's still prosecuting abroad. So, I don't think he would have ran there, because being there would have only brought up all of his conflicting feelings, because it's everything he's been taught, which he is now thinking is wrong, because it is. Yes. Um, he wouldn't have run there. He can't stay in Japanifornia, at least the city of Japanifornia. I don't know, he could stay in the country elsewhere. Like, where would he go? That's what, if he's, even if he's gonna sit around and think, where? That's yeah. what, it's just, it's a hard question. Well, didn't you say you came up with something? No. No. <laughs> you lied to me? I did. How could you? Solve his mother's murder, Kate Beckett style. Um, well, my new favorite theory is, is uh, Drunken Jam Band. Drunken Jam Band is pretty good. I still like frolicking in the fields, but I understand that is probably not what happened. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe another time, Blackwell. Maybe another time, Simon. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be isolationist, which is why, like, frolicking the fields are, like, I keep thinking, like, if somebody's gonna be isolationist, they're gonna go, like, live in a cabin in the woods or go camping or something. Edrith is not the type. So, like, all the normal isolationist tools, like, run away to the go-off-the-grid sort of, like, to think about your life, he wouldn't. Can you see him off the grid? I mean, I'm seeing him, like, in a winery in Bordeaux. That's off the grid for Edgeworth. <laughs> it, yeah, it would be. So I picture him, like, helping, like, a weird family, like, pick their grapes for their fucking wine. <laughs> their fucking... Or in uh, Italy for their grappa. Maybe. But he would be in a full suit. <laughs> I mean... I don't think he has casual clothes. Say, like, I can only picture him in a full suit. I have to believe he has casual clothes. I mean, he does, but, like, what are they? It's like a polo shirt. You, I don't think it's a... I think it's like a cashmere sweater and some Versace slacks. I mean, he's still... Like, no. I mean, he's still wearing slacks and, like, alligator shoes in my head. Yeah. But he's wearing a polo short sleeve shirt in this Italian summer heat as he picks grapes. I don't know. So, I mean, it's just hard for me to imagine him sitting and thinking. Because... I mean, he could go... Bop-Bop's idea of whining and dining in various five-star restaurants is him sitting alone drinking wine and eating a fine meal, but also being alone. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Which would fit his M.O. Uh, That's all I got, though. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone has some good ideas. I think they're very helpful. I mean, you can picture him with Layden, so I guess picture that. (laughs) Not that Layden I don't would know. help him. I, I mean, I don't know. Layden would just give him a series of unsolvable puzzles. Yes. 
And maybe that's what he needed. Yeah. What if he just goes back to school? <laughs> what if he goes Which for like school? A grad and for degree. What degree? I don't know. He has to do it in a year though. So nothing fancy. He's teaching kids to play chess in the park. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think he so. would not have the patience to teach children to fuck up a chess. No, but he keeps going up to people's chessboards and just reconfiguring them and leaving. Yeah, that would that tracks. I don't know. I don't know. Good job, team, though. Good job, team. Yeah, keep, keep them coming if you think of anything else, though. Yeah, let's take a break real quick. Okay, and we'll come back. And we're back. I'm Stephanie, and I am voting the Canadian judge for Apollo's dad. I'm Michelle, and to close out our episode, we just fucking asked Thalassa who Apollo's dad is. More on that next time. <laughs> um, just a bit of housekeeping real quick. Angie has told us that Crunchyroll, the, their store website, has some Ace Attorney wall scrolls. Nice. Uh, Are they good? I, I looked them up. They're kind of like box art kind of wall scrolls. Nothing okay. great, but they're only 20 bucks. Nice. I don't know the size or anything get like that. Get some swag. But get, get some of our very limited Ace Attorney swag. Yeah. Uh, it's that crunchy roll. Very limited. It's on their store. Other than that, we got some, somebody, Gendy sent us uh, screenshots of the, the company that is producing the Ace Attorney anime. It looks fucking gorgeous from like a different yeah. show that they've worked on. So it's going to be good. Anime starts in April. Michelle and I think our plan is going to be is to watch them as they come out and update you guys on what we think so far. Yeah, it'll be weekly, we're monthly, so what we'll do is we'll talk about whatever episodes came out in the interim at the end of the episodes, yes. our episodes, um, and we'll give you... We'll give you spoiler tags, we'll give you a warning, we'll be like, okay, we're talking about five, like five, six, and seven, like, but... The spoilers are going to be games one through three, so, like, not really spoilers. If you are worried about anime spoilers, then we'll we'll at least give you substantial warning. It'll be the end of the episode. You won't miss anything else. So that's the plan, though, is we're going to try and watch it when, while it's coming out. Yeah. Was that early April? Yes. Other news. Michelle, are you going to continue your Star Wars podcast? I mean, it was such a great, such a hit. <laughs> such a hit. I don't know. I don't give a shit if you do. Just not in, not in my room and not on my time. Um, I No, I'm probably not going to continue my Star Wars podcast. I have... My opinions about Star Wars are not great. Star Wars fans are too hardcore for me. <laughs> so, I know my entire family is too hardcore Star Wars fans for me. So, like, no. <laughs> no. I'll start a podcast where I reiterate the entire plot of Moby Dick before I start a podcast about Star Wars. Well, that is also a possibility that will happen. Uh, <laughs> but if you have any Star Wars Ace Attorney things or something Star Wars, you can send it to the email. Yeah, I'll read your Star read Wars shit. I'll love it. I, I promise I won't because I'll be mad. Yeah, she'll be mad. Just uh, put Star Wars in the title. I'll read it. I don't watch any of the TV shows. So there's your baseline. Uh, if you want to send us emails, where are they going to send that, Michelle? Uh, object to this podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Tumblr. Objecttothis.tumblr.com. We are on iTunes. Rate and review us there. You guys haven't been, which is <laughs> pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, we like a abnormal. 
Um, otherwise, we you can find us on our podcast garden. Podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash objectivist. Otherwise, thanks uh, Dark Shadow Rage 2 off the YouTube for our use of our theme song, Hey Pal, Detective Gumshoe Remix. Uh, thanks, Michelle, for garbage you put at the end of this episode, yeah. like you did last episode. <laughs> also, like, things that I say about Inuyasha at the end of last episode, and I thought you were going to talk about being an OG. I thought everyone would be very curious about what you were talking about. They weren't, I promise. One person was. One person was just happy. <laughs> thanks to GP, she put the, the dancing chicken guy uh, to Kay Faraday's theme and put it as a YouTube video for me, and that's, like, the best day of my life. <laughs> I make all of my roommates watch it for, like, a week straight, yep. or a weekend straight at least. So, I think that's everything. I also think that's everything. Send us stuff. Yeah, send us stuff for next time. If you if you have any of it, we'll wait for more GS6 news. We're gonna get some pretty soon, probably. And usually, the formula, everyone thinks the formula is this, which is, like, announcement of the game, confirm some of our, like, the main characters... Confirm protagonist or like our prosecutor, and then confirm more um, recurring characters. Like that's how it went for Dual Destinies, right? Announcement of Dual Destinies: Apollo's back, Blackwell, Edgeworth, and Pearl. Remember, mm-hmm. that's how the announcements went. So, yeah. what the next scheduled announcement will probably be some recurring characters from the old series, like Maya. I mean, we're gonna Maybe. get an Edgeworth confirmed because they can't fucking make a game without Edgeworth anymore. But I think we'll probably get a, if if the next announcement about the game is not Maya confirmed, I will be upset. I will not be surprised. Yeah, I won't be surprised, but I'll be upset. Uh, low expectation. Expectation. Keep ex- them low. Keep them low. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was object to this, so why don't you object to that? <laughs> Never say hey, but remember my name. Probably cause you can't keep me. You got your high brow. Shit, you know what, bitch. You don't even look when you pass by. But you don't know the way that you look with.